Welcome to the Inventory Nation podcast, a show designed to bring you the incredible voices and stories of veterinary professionals coast to coast, all while helping you to manage and control your inventory. I'm your host, Nicole Clausen, coach, advisor, and champion for veterinary teams and their inventory. Joining you live from the mountains of Montana, welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Inventory Nation podcast. I am so excited you're here, and I'm so excited for you to be joining me for another episode. If you're brand new here, welcome, welcome, welcome. It absolutely means the world to me that you take time out of your day to listen to me chat about inventory. So let's dive into today's episode. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking all about my favorite tips for keeping inventory accurate in your practice management system. I know this can be kind of a beast of a topic and also a topic that many people are like, ah, I really struggle with this area of inventory management. So let's chat about what some of my favorite top tips for keeping your inventory accurate are. But before we get started, I was asked a really great question. And this gal asked, does it even matter? Does keeping my inventory accurate in my practice management system truly make a difference? Do I absolutely need to do this? And my answer is, it kind of depends. So there are a number of different benefits to using your the inventory module in your practice management system. The first one is, is that so your inventory doesn't need to be in your head, right? You don't have to keep track of all two, three, four hundred, however many SKUs that you have in your practice. You don't have to keep track of those in your head. You don't have to keep track of what low is and what your reorder quantity is. Because you might intuitively or um, just kind of like instinctually know because you have been managing inventory for a while. But, you know, to keep true reorder points and reorder quantities straight for all of your items only in your brain, I mean, that's quite a bit of information to keep in there. So, It can also help you to decrease the amount of time spent managing inventory, right? So you have this tool that can kind of help automate the process. It helps make your end of your inventory counts easier. It helps you to um, increase your prices as your costs increase. And it really helps to give you data to make those data informed decisions. So Although it might not be absolutely critical or a requirement that you use your practice management for or your practice management system, um, you know, up to date and accurate all the time, it can really help to support the whole inventory management process. So not only that, but using your PIMS really allows you to use data to inform what low means, right? 
I'm sure if you've listened to me talk before on the podcast, you've heard me talk about, you know, how important it is to use data to calculate your reorder points, right? So we're not going off of gut feeling that we're not going um, kind of just on, off of like what we intuitively think, but truly what we're actually using or selling. And our practice management allows us to utilize that data, but then also keep track of that data so it's not in your brain. So, like I said, you don't necessarily have to use your PIMS, but you should have a way to keep track of your reorder points. And so you could use a program like Inventory Ally that just automates the whole reorder point system for you. You could use um, like labels on the front of the shelf where the product normally lives that list the reorder points. You can also use reorder tags, but ideally the key is that you aren't having to visually inspect every single item in your practice every single week or every single day, right? So you don't have to keep in your brain what low actually means. So there are some practices that exclusively use reorder tags or they only use inventory ally to manage their inventory. So it's not a requirement for you to use your PIMS, but it's also important to note the distinction between inventory management and order replenishment. So often when we think about just using our PIMS and keeping it accurate, we kind of think about order replenishment, right? Do I need, I can just, you know, you might be thinking I could just walk around and see what's running low, but that's kind of just in the order replenishment lane. So managing inventory is also about optimizing our key performance indicators. It's monitoring our cash flow and making sure that we don't have too much inventory or too much cash tied up in our inventory. It's about optimizing our inventory turnover. It's about streamlining our processes and eliminating waste. So yes, you could technically walk around and not have to use your practice management system, but your practice, your PIMS or really any other software system is just a tool to help get you there. It's a tool that helps you to kind of automate and lean on those other systems for true inventory management and not just order replenishment. So it's kind of my long answer to say, you don't have to use your PIMS, but it is a good tool. There are others out there, but it's just important to make sure you're not just leaving it at just kind of inspecting your inventory and calling it a day. Also, just quick sidebar there, if that is you and you're like, oh, I'm just kind of really focusing on order replenishment and not necessarily true inventory management, that is okay. <laughs> um, there's not a lot of training, of course, out there about inventory management. So a lot of practices don't really know all the different factors and things that should go into it and be considered. So you're in the right place, you're learning and you're growing. So that is a great step in the right direction. So one of, and of course, before we share the tips really quick, just one of the big topics that came out of our workshop series all about, you know, your practice management system, 
um, that we're doing this in the month of March um, was the idea that sometimes our team members can get frustrated if you're just sitting there looking like you're doing quote unquote nothing when you're updating your PIMS. So if you're working a lot in your practice management software, your team might look like they're frustrated or seem frustrated because it doesn't actually look like you're working and it just seems like you're just kind of sitting there. But you and I both know that it's a lot of work to keep inventory management going. There's a lot of different nuance, different aspects to it. There's counting, there's ordering, there's receiving, there's calculating, there's spreadsheets, there's practice management systems, there's all that fun stuff. So just keep in mind that even if it seems like your team is frustrated that you aren't you know, involved in patient care, you really are doing amazing work. What you're doing is so valuable and so beneficial to your practice because it really allows patient care to thrive. Because without inventory, we really can't see or treat our patients. So we really need inventory to be optimized so that we can, um, you know, have that great level of patient care that our clients and our team members expect so that we can have, um, you know, room in the budget for more raises or new team members or expansion or new equipment. So just kind of keep in mind that whatever you're doing with your practice management system or inventory optimization is truly supporting patient care. And so I just wanted to share this affirmation with you. Um, you can write this down or you can just write it on a sticky note, keep it in your desk um, or put it on a note in your phone um, and just kind of remember it when you're having one of those days where it seems like everyone is frustrated about the fact that you aren't directly caring for patients. Here it goes. I belong. My gifts and talents are needed in my practice. There is space for my talent, skills, and abilities. There is space for me. So just sit with that for a second. Save it if you'd like to. And let's jump into my top tips for keeping inventory accurate. So first tip for you is optimize each individual item. So when each individual item is optimized, this means that typically the unit of measure is correct and the um, buy-sell ratio or the package quantity is correct. Now, this is important for a couple of reasons. So we want to have our unit of measure accurate and our package quantity accurate because that really serves as a foundation for you know, what our inventory thinks that we're receiving and also selling. So kind of the whole thing that we can think about is keeping our inventory accurate in our practice management system is managing the in versus out. So when we have inventory coming in, right, so we're receiving it, and then also inventory going out, we're dispensing it, we want to keep both in and out accurate. So our um, unit of measure and our package quantity really help to do that. So unit of measure, right, is typically going to be, you know, whether it's a capsule, mill, bottle, etc. 
because let's just say, for example, the unit of measure was either not accurate or it was unclear. And let's say that you had something set up in your system as per bottle, but you actually sold it per mill. And so your practice management system and your team is likely going to be confused about how that's not only received into your system, but also dispensed to your clients. So if you had something that you received by the bottle, but you sold it per mill, you might have to like, you know, put in a decimal like, oh, I injected 0.125 of a bottle to this patient, right? That wouldn't make as much sense. We would want it to say, oh, I injected 2.3 mils to this patient. On the flip side, if we said, oh, I injected 2.3 mils to this patient, I don't want to charge them for 2.3 bottles. So we just want to make sure that our unit of measure is correct and accurate. So the other one is going to be your package quantity or your buy-sell ratio whatever your PIM system calls it, but that typically lets you know your system know how many units you're receiving. So you could specify one bottle equals 10 mils. So then every time you receive one bottle, 10 mils gets added into your inventory. So they kind of play off of each other. So with when those two things are accurate, right, we can not only dispense accurately, so our inventory gets pulled out of our on-hand quantity correctly, but it also charges your clients correctly. Because on the flip side, if something is per bottle and your, um, you know, your team thinks it's per mill, a client could be charged for 2.3 bottles, right? And that would get expensive very quickly. So just kind of making sure that those two separate things are accurate can be incredibly helpful. I know that I'm a visual person, so hopefully this kind of makes sense coming through on a podcast. Um, but you can also catch the replay of our PIMS workshop series if that would be helpful and you're a little bit more of a visual person. Um, you can send me a message on Instagram at Veterinary Care Logistics if you would like me to send you a link to the replay. So on the note of optimizing each individual item is I always recommend entering your inventory as the lowest unit that you would sell them with the exception of like consumables, like needles, syringes. So that's a whole kind of another conversation. But for example, if you sell your, um, like your Fortifleur, let's just say as per packet, but you have it entered as per box, that means every time your team goes to dispense seven or 14 packets, they have to enter a decimal. So that will kind of doing it that way will leave your inventory, you know, inaccurate most of the time, especially for flea, tick, and heartworm prevention. You know, if you sell Frontline, for example, and it's entered in as per box, but your team sells it as per dose, when they go to sell one dose out of the box, it's going to be 0.33 of a box. But 0.33 times three never equals one. So your inventory is always going to be off. So when it comes to kind of optimizing it, I recommend having 
Um, it entered by the lowest unit that you sell it, having the unit of measure correct, and then also having the buy-sell ratio or um, the package quantity entered correctly. So that's just kind of a general recommendation there. So my next tip is to perform cycle counts in your inventory. I know that's kind of not people's most favorite tip that they want to hear, but what's really helpful about cycle counts is it can immediately show you if you have something that is probably not set up correctly. So first of all, what is cycle counts? So cycle counts are where you count small amounts of inventory frequently throughout the year. Typically, our items that we use a ton of or that are very valuable are prioritized in these counts. So let's say, for example, you count gabapentin every single month without fail. And each month, you're having to adjust gabapentin in your system by hundreds or even thousands of capsules. If you're having to adjust your gabapentin by hundreds or thousands of capsules every single month, that's a really good indicator that it's probably not set up in your practice management system correctly, or there's some kind of error between receiving and entering in and dispensing. So cycle counts can be a really great way to catch those items that may not be set up correctly rather than waiting to the end of the year to be like, oh, we're actually ha- need to make an adjustment for 54,000 gabapentin capsules. So cycle counting really allows you to, you know, catch those errors a lot more quickly and check the setup, right? Because there's may- probably some just normal, you know, operational errors, if you will, you know, a pill here or a pill there, you know, maybe a little bit more. But if it's in the scale of hundreds or thousands, that's a little bit of like, hmm, what is actually going on here? Are we having an issue with how it's set up? Are we having, you know, mischarges? What does that actually look like? So then my third tip is to keep watch of our in versus out. So I kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier, but really kind of brainstorm and think about all the different ways that your inventory comes in, right? So typically that's just receiving. So we really want to review our processes of how that works. When are we receiving? Are we, do we have any checks and balance system to make sure the things that we ordered are actually getting received into our software? Who is allowed to receive things? So kind of managing the in versus out also kind of means to review our processes around that to make sure that we have checks and balances in the case if something isn't working right. You know, so then as far as like inventory going out, that's a whole nother conversation because there's so many different ways that our inventory can be pulled out of our on-hand quantity. So, you know, of course it could be through dispensing a prescription, but it could also be during a surgical procedure, a dentistry, a hospitalization. So do we have our charges set up correctly? So it's pulling inventory as necessary. When we administer a vaccination, is it pulling one of those vaccines out of inventory? When we run an in-house lab test, is it pulling that clip or rotor out of um, inventory? So I would say that, you know, looking at your in is a lot easier, right? Because that's a lot of like 
technical setup. Um, so, and then just, of course, the processes around receiving, but the out is kind of the whole other discussion. And so this could look like a lot of different things, right? You could um, you know, make sure that you clarify your charging guidelines. You could make sure that everyone feels comfortable, you know, charging, but it could also be, you know, setting up your system so that it automates a lot of that process. So, you know, when, um, you know, Fifi comes in for, um, her spay and we give her the pre-meds, with a pre-med package, it'll automatically pull all of those things out of inventory. And so ideally, when that pre-med package is added to the invoice, it would prompt your team to enter how many mills they would use. They just enter the number of mills and then get that gets pulled out of inventory. So we can kind of lean on our practice management system to automate that process, to make it a little bit easier and to capture that in a package or a group so that your team or you is not having to manually like add that item or pull it out of inventory. So just kind of think through, you know, is my in versus out? Is that being managed correctly? Or do I have some ways that I could improve that? Do I have some systems that might make a little bit um better sense. So that's kind of my tip for that. And I could probably go like on do a whole series just on like optimizing your packages and your groups and your pricing strategy and like, you know, all the different linked items and associated inventory items and all of that kind of good stuff. But the first tip, if you're like, oh my goodness, I don't even know where to start. The first tip that I would recommend is talk to your support team for your software and find out how to do that. So that's what I would start with is if you're not sure how to attach those inventory items is chat with your support team and find out how you accomplish that in your system. Then if you do know how to do that, you know, start with the low hanging fruit first, right? Your vaccines, your in-house lab tests, things that you know that you can attach or link so that it just pulls that out of there. Then kind of once you get comfortable with that process, you could probably start to move on to kind of like more advanced linking of things. Okay, and so my final tip is to audit your medical records. And so this is kind of similar in theory to our cycle counts, where when we audit medical records, this really allows us to see um, the gaps in charging. So it's not only, I mean, it is helpful to see how much our team is missing in charges every single month. Don't get me wrong. Like that's helpful information to know. But I think it's even more helpful to see like, where are the gaps maybe in training or in understanding or kind of like where's that skill slash knowledge gap? Because when we audit medical records, it's really easy to see um, a lot of trends that emerge, right? Do we consistently have um, XYZ getting missed? Do we consistently have XYZ or ABC getting discount? Do we have a particular provider or team member that is, you know, missing a significant number of charges or discounting a significant number of items in comparison to other team members? 
So it really just allows you to see a lot of information and a lot of um, trends that can emerge as far as what makes sense or what doesn't make sense to your team. So because if you notice an item or a lab test or something is consistently getting missed, that's a pretty good indication that, oh, we should probably find a way to either systematize, that's word, right? Yeah, systematize that or um, just make that easier for our team so they, you know, somehow so that that doesn't get missed. Um, it could also bring out areas or charges that need some clarification or maybe if something is getting consistently discounted frequently, that might also be, you know, an area of opportunity to review that charge. Does that pricing make sense? Does it need to be adjusted? Or do we need to have a discussion with our team about, you know, why this can't and shouldn't be discounted? So I really like to audit medical records, yes, to see how much was missed in charges, but even more so to pull out those different trends to see where I could improve how we are charging and if there's any knowledge gaps for our team in exactly how and what to charge for things. So those are kind of some top tips for keeping your inventory accurate. So just to summarize, number one was to optimize each individual item, make sure that it makes sense, it has the unit of measure entered, it has that buy-sell ratio. There are, of course, some other aspects to optimizing each item outside of keeping them like your quantity on hand accurate, right? Like your markup percent and, you know, your all those other little nuances, but specifically speaking for keeping your on-hand quantity accurate, those are kind of going to be those key things. So the next tip would be to cycle count because that will help kind of um, bring to light any products that are probably not set up correctly. Our third tip is just to kind of keep watch of our in versus out, make sure that we are managing the in versus out effectively, see if there's any processes that could be improved. And then the last one is to audit medical records to see if there are any consistent patterns or trends of things that are consistently being missed, um, not charged for, discounted, et cetera, et cetera. So that wraps up this uh, week's episode. I truly appreciate you listening. Um, I truly thank you so much. I hope you enjoy this episode. If it helped you, I'd love for you to say hi to me on Instagram or send me a message on Facebook. I always love to hear from uh, the Inventory Nation podcast listeners. So thank you again so much. I'm just going to repeat that affirmation again, just in case you needed to hear it. So I belong. My gifts are needed in my practice. There is space for my talent and skills, and there is space for me. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Repeat that affirmation, write that information down, and just remember how amazing that you are because you are managing inventory in the middle of a pandemic with the worst supply chain disruptions we've ever seen. So pat on the back to you. Have a great week, and I will see you in the next episode. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Inventory Nation podcast. 
and spending your time with me. I know your time is valuable and in short supply, so it truly is an honor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe or leave a review. Be sure to visit vetlogic.co slash podcast to access the show notes and discover additional links and resources. See you next time.